In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Christ is in our midst. He was, and is, and ever shall be. It makes you wonder what Jesus meant when he healed these these two men of their blindness, and then sending them away, he said to them, be sure that no one knows about it. What were they supposed to do when they got home? What were they supposed to do, say, if their mothers saw them walking into the house? Were they supposed to fake it? Were they supposed to fake being blind? Were they supposed to stumble here and there? What did Jesus mean by saying to them, be sure that no one knows it? It's not for that reason. The reason is, St. John Christum says, is that because Jesus is modeling, he is training us how to be humble workers of God. That God's works speak for themselves. That God does not need our boasting. God needs our witness. God needs to, the people, the people do not need our boasting. The people need our witness to God. They need to see our experience. They need the, the God's works speak for themselves. So Jesus admonishes them to keep silent because he is training his disciples and apostles the right use of divine power and majesty for the, the, this God's God's power and majesty is for the good of God's kingdom to call the people to live under God's reign and believing in his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Because Jesus came to offer a new life. He came to offer a new reign, that is a new dominion. When we say the kingdom of God, in the Greek it says the vasilia to theou, in one way it means kingdom, but also it means, vasilia means reign, that we are living under God's guidance, under his governance, and under his dominion. So these miracles all speak to his reign, that God's pre- God is present and he is reigning among his people and he is bringing this kingdom, this power, this dominion to the world so that those who are blind spiritually blind, can see. Those who have been following all the wrong, also blind guides who have been led into the ditch will be able to be led into a proper course in life to the heavenly kingdom. Before we talk about these two blind men, I can't help but think about what Jesus said to the Pharisees about the blind leading the blind. Do you remember that part? He says, when the blind lead the blind, they're going to both end up in a ditch. Because the Pharisees, they were not looking, even though they thought they were, and externally it looked like they were, they were not looking for the Messiah, because if they were, they would have found Christ. Instead, they were following their own ways and their own self-made traditions and looking backwards towards what they had, the glory of Israel and the glory of their of their of their own little kingdoms and not looking where they were going and thereby missed the very coming of the Messiah and these were leading and other people they were leading into a ditch. Here in this gospel today, we have these two blind men. Now, one father of the church says that we should look at these blind men and see them as worthy of imitation. 
that these are worthy models, icons of disciples. And if we look at their, their, what they're made of and what they do, we will go a long way in becoming Orthodox faithful Christians. Now, what are, the, what are three things that we can look at these blind men? Well, first of all, we can look at what it's like to be a blind man. Right? What is their life like? They, are, they need and they depend on the security of familiar places. In their house, they know where everything is, right? If they go outside, it's very dangerous for the, them to go outside because they are, they'll be walking around and searching and who knows what they're going to run into, if they're going to find a hole in the ground and fall in it. It is very dangerous. But look at what these blind men did, these two blind men. They were out and about. They were following Christ. They were listening for his movement, trying to find out where he was so that they could be where he is so that he could heal them of their malady. Listen to how different that is from today's society. Today's society, we often think that we want Christ to come to us. We want the church to change for us. We want God to meet us when it's convenient for us. We want God to let anything that we do be okay. As long as we want God to justify even sins, we want God to justify. This is not the way of the blind, these two blind men. They went where Christ was. They went out of their comfort zones to where Christ was. And they were going to go to Christ and do whatever he told them to do. These blind men had right thinking. The way of the 21st century, the way we expect things to be, is backwards thinking. Right thinking is that we look to Christ and want to change ourselves to imitate like him. We want to follow his commandments. We want to follow his ways that he says are right. And we want to avoid as something horrible the ways that he says are not healthy and not good for us. We want to go to the good and flee from evil. So many people in their lives in various times find themselves in a place that they don't want to be. And maybe something that we can look to these blind men is that to look at our lives and where we are and take inventory in our individual lives. For example, we can ask, am I in the place I am in my life because I followed Jesus to be here or did I follow something else? Are my relationships as they are because I imitated how Jesus treats and forgives other people or am I following some other guide? Are my goals in life as they are because I want to follow Christ to where he is going? Are the places I want to go or to be in in my life what they are because I follow Jesus? The question is, who is really leading us in our life and what are we stumbling through this life? Who are we trying to follow and to find in our struggles? Another, the second thing to imitate about these two blind men is their fervent 
prayer. Listen to what they prayed. Maybe this sounds familiar to you. It says, at that time, Jesus passed on from there, and the two men followed him, crying out, Have mercy on us, son of David. They are saying, Kireleson, again. We talked about this last week. How many times in our very liturgy do we say, Kireleson? And are we yelling and crying out like these two blind men, the words that we are... Are we expressing in our hearts the words that they convey when we say Kirileson? They say, have mercy on us, son of David. In essence, they are also yelling out the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, son of God, have mercy on me. This is the prayer that got Jesus's attention. This is the prayer that made Christ turn around and notice them and then say, He says simply to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Look at this. I just noticed this again. It says here that Jesus, when he entered the house, the blind men came to him. These guys were so pushy and so fervent. They even followed Jesus into his own house so that they may get from Jesus what they desire. Then Jesus asks them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Because that is the crucial part of the matter. Jesus is testing what their faith is like. Do they truly believe that Jesus is God? Or do they think that Jesus is some kind of magician, some kind of soothsayer, some kind of shaman in the village? Or do they believe that Jesus is going to make them be able to see. And, the, and then they said, yes, Lord, we believe. This is the third thing that, you, that we are called to imitate. Imitate these men's confidence, their faith. When Jesus says, do you believe I could do this? He is really asking, do you trust in me? Do you trust my power? Do you trust my intentions? Do you entrust my compassion?" And the two men said, yes. Do you trust that God, your God, is able to do this and wanting to do this, is willing to come and take on flesh and be among you to be the true Messiah and to heal you of this? And the men said, yes. Do you understand who you are talking to? And the men said, yes. In essence, they said, you are Jesus Christ, our Lord and our God. So these are three things for us to imitate. To imitate imitate their their bravery, their willingness to go and to go through a difficult path, to even stumble in order to follow Christ and to be in his presence. Now here's the difference between when two blind men, when a blind person led by a blind person falls into a ditch, those two people cannot get out of the ditch. Now, a blind person leading a blind person led by Christ, they may stumble, they may fall, they may even fall into a ditch, but they know and have confidence that in this struggle, in this life, that Christ will pull them out and keep leading them on by his reign and by his power to the heavenly kingdom, which is all God wants to share with us, to have life with him forever, to share in his life to receive his compassion and goodness 
And may we always stumble along even in our spiritual life and the life in this Orthodox Church so that we may always be in God's presence so that he may continually save us to the end of our days and forever.